All right, this was definitely a late, uh, late announcement to do this class. But I said, you know what? We can't get comfortable. This is all we speak about. So I, I, I chose to do it instead of uh, opting out. So we have a very powerful class today. And ultimately what this class is going to be about is lengthening your days. Your life comes down to your decision and your life... You want to just... Can you close that? Just that... Uh, so that we don't hear? Perfect. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, let's just get it closed. Okay, wonderful. We're going to talk about major, major concepts, both from chassidut and also from practicality. How do we really, really change our lives? all begins with how you begin your day. We know specifically the way Jewish, our day starts first, shachrit. Shachrit represents the morning, represents clarity in the morning, when we have the ability to create and create creativity. Mincha is the afternoon prayer. Mincha represents more of a constriction where a person is... Hold on one second. We're having uh, difficulties here. Mincha represents a time of judgment. This is where a person, all of a sudden, he feels uh, lower energy at Mincha. And then we have, obviously, our Vit, which represents Emunah. So these are the three steps. It's not like I can wake up, you know, feeling great, and the whole day I'm going to feel great. Let's just, let's be realistic. What I'm trying to do, tell you guys, is how to really take advantage of those days, how to make those days count. The reason why this is so important is because, one second, it's because the quality of the quality of your days is very extended to, Reb Nachman says, wealth. Wealth in the types of days you have is considered keter. The highest energy we have is the light of keter. This is the highest energy. This is the energy of starting over. This is the energy of ratzon. We know we speak about this week about the partial of the Jews going to Egypt. I'm sorry, Jews going to Israel. Eretz Yisrael has the same word. Reb Nachman says, ratz, ratzon. That means if you want to get anywhere in life, you need to have a lot of desire. Desire is the, is the key to getting anywhere in life. And the same thing, the way we start our days and how we start our days, visionaries are able to start early, they see the whole vision of the day, where people, unfortunately, if we're not starting the day correctly, we're bombarded by the day. And this is really the difference between successful people, and that is how you really, really program your day. Rabbi Nachman spoke about many, many times how he personally handled this day. So I want to I just explain to you. Yeah, it's still, it's still very noisy. If you could just, yeah. Great. This is the, the miniot. Wonderful. We're going to turn the lighthouse into the uh, dark house one day. It's uh, good. So the Rabbi, the Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nachman constantly spoke about how he began his day. The Rebbe often spoke about his childhood pity, and he spoke about how he handled his old day. He said he began many times each day. He would begin each day with a deep devotion, and then he would some, suddenly fall from that devotion. It was very, very common, Rabbi Nachman as a child, and as he got older, that he would constantly have struggles, and he would begin anew many, many days, Rabbi Nachman saying here, that he continuously was able to begin anew, and this was the secret. The secret of Rabbi Nachman was his resiliency. You're going to get knocked down in life. You're going to get overwhelmed in life. The only question is, is how fast do you recover? How fast is your recovery? That is the difference in our lives today. How fast do we recover? To the extent that you recover quicker, 
those days get longer. The longer your days, the more wealth and contemplation we have. So we're going to talk about this concept of an extension of day. This concept of extending. When my breath is extended, I can breathe. I respond to somebody. When my breath is very short, I react to people. When I react, I give my energy away. When I respond, I hold my energy. See the difference? Extension of day versus the day's narrow for you. Let's say a guy wakes up at 7 o'clock in the morning. All of a sudden, he reads, a t- uh, t- he reads an email. He gets completely paranoid about that email. He gets worried, stressed. He's showing up at 9 o'clock to work, still with this email on his head. All of a sudden, he goes to work. He's upset, yelling at this one, yelling at that one. His, that email's on his neck from 7 o'clock in the morning. His day is really a day of reaction. He has no contemplation that day. That day, he's just playing defense. So you can't obviously produce if you're playing defense. So to the extent that we're able to, to make our days longer and wider, this is the key to wealth, this is the key to strategy, this is the key to everything in your life. It's not one day, it's how you begin the days and how you end the days. We can't control what happens in the middle of the day, but we can control how we begin the day and we can control how we end the day. And if you're able to grasp the, day, the beginning of the day and the end of the day, the middle of the days do not become months and weeks, etc. So it's very, very important, this concept of Keter. This is what Rabbi Nachman says in Lesson 60. He's saying here that length of days, a person has to have length of days, and he has to attempt to ex- ex- extend and increase his days. Because the place for each day... He's saying you're already prone that you're going to wake up tired. You're going to wake up exhausted. You're going to wake up already with, with the shortness of the day. And to the extent that you're able to get into that day and pull into that day and contemplate that day, this is where the beginning of wealth comes from. When you're able to extend things out versus shortening things out. Okay? So Kabbalistically, this rep- refers to the concept of Keta, which is the highest level of of, of Ratzon. No, what happened with the doors? No? We couldn't close them? It's broken. It's broken. Great. <laughs> broken doors. Wonderful. So this is where we start. And how do we, how do we practically, we're going we're gonna to give you guys motivations and certain things to do practically. But understand that how you, Rabbi Nachman even came to a point where he even, even envisioned the day. Look what he says here in Lesson 62. Human thought has tremendous potential. Thoughts can bring about many things, even inflation. When thoughts are intensely concentrated, it can cause a great influence. Every faculty of the mind, both conscious and unconscious, has to be there. And you know what Rabbi Nachman did? He would imagine the day before, already thinking what he's going to do that day. He's going to complete four pages at this hour. He was already visioning the day so strong that when he walked in, he just got into the day. So there's a very, very important aspect that you can't just wake up by accident. You have to have a plan when you wake up, spiritually. Like, for example, I imagine myself waking up at a certain hour and waking up and doing meditation and praying for it the night before. I'm already taking advantage of the, the, the night before, already t- taking care of the day before. So this is really the extension. If we walk around, our day is very shortened where we're reacting to people, where we're getting stressed out by the news, 
what happens is in those days where you have, when you have your mind in the right place, this is where opportunities come to you. I never forget the opportunity to open up my rehab came to me one day at 2.30 in the afternoon and I was like completely, in, I don't know what mood I was in, but so I said, you know what, let me pick up the phone call. I don't really want to talk to that guy, but I'm going to pick it up anyway. <laughs> that phone call changed everything. One phone call. I could have just, ah, I don't want to, don't bother me. You know, when we get in that mood, we don't want to pick up phone calls. We've all been there. But that phone call could be the one that you need for your shidduch. That phone call could be the one that you need for, some, for, for an opportunity. So it's very, very important that we don't let our mood be, determine our decisions. And this is how we, the importance of extending the day. Reb Nachman says, your breath is your vitality. We speak a lot about that. So think about three things that take away your breath. Right? First is any kind of lust. The lust for food. Right? What does a person eat when he eats a lot of food? What does he say? I can't breathe. I ate so much food, I can't breathe. That's not good. Because if you can't breathe, your day's done at 1 o'clock. A guy can have a shawarma uh, with whatever he wants in his... You know, he, he visited the whole Tel Aviv, and next thing you know, by 1.30 he's sleeping. The day's done for the guy. That's a short day. The day had no vitality. You ate a big lunch, the day's done. That's opposite of, of extension of day. Or a person, for example, unfortunately, a person can have addictions to too much money. And that could also... How many people say, I'm so stressed I can't even breathe. I haven't had a chance to breathe. Again, what is that telling you? You're giving away your vitality. Or if a person, God forbid, is lusting for other things. She took my breath away. <laughs> it's a big problem. She took your energy away from you. Or he took my breath away. The breath itself is your vitality. That is your life force. This is where you, you connect to your creator. Neshama, neshima. Neshama is your soul. Neshima is your breath. How you breathe, how you think, very related. When you lose your breath, as it says, as the Gemara says, a fool vents out his breath. So he's venting out his breath. He's giving away energy. So first, Every emotion that we have affects our breath. Every single emotion you have affects your breath. And your vitality is your breath. Contemplation, etc., etc. So just like anything, Ramnachman says, you have to master your breath. So let's talk about even how do you even get to that soul state. Before we even get to our soul state, you know, there's a first state called the nefesh. The nefesh is the desires. The second stage is the ruach. The ruach is the emotions. Then I can get into my soul state. I can't just get into my soul state like this. Not happening. First, I have to work on my desires. The nefesh is my desires. Once I'm able to conquer my desires, then I can start now dealing with my emotions properly. Because if your desires are taking over, you forget your emotions. Your emotions are going, to, you're not even going to feel. Especially, God forbid, if we, if we have addictions, if we're, we don't even feel anything, even feel the emotion. So the first step is always the desire. Then, once you're able to work on your desires, then you get to the second level, which is your, your emotions. That is your ruach, your spirit. Your wind, your energy level is your ruach. That guy has a great energy. Oh, he's terrible energy. 
She's got great energy. What does that mean? A person's ruach, a person's energy level. Are they connected to a ruach of simcha or are they connected to a ruach of sarav yagon, a ruach of, of sadness and sorrow? What kind of ruach are you giving out? Right? Then you get into your soul state. When you're in your soul state, this is where you can ask a question to your creator and you get a whisper back. This is where you can tune in to your soul, to your purpose, to get clarity on what you need to do in life. So there's advantages of this. It's not like, oh, I'm going to work on my emotions and work on my... The fact that I'm able to silence the mind, and I'm able to control my passions, the reward is I get the reward of silence. And once you have silence, you can tap into that silence and ask questions and you can get answers. What are these questions worth today? Who should I marry? Where should I work? What should I do? What is that worth today, nowadays? What is that worth? It's priceless. You know what it is to be able to go to a meditation and be able to ask your creator a question and he gives you a, a chill or he'll give you like, okay, I know what to do now. You know how much time you spend without worrying about things that are going to happen? You're connected. You're getting direct Wi-Fi. So there's a big advantage of, of working on mindfulness and there's a big advantage of dealing with your, with your desires. You change your diet, you can start getting more, more spirituality. You change your emotions, you can start hearing. Because remember, we always have that other ruach that's always fighting. It's that ruach of sadness. It's the ruach of expectations. It's, the, it's that constant ruach that's always blowing, which is the ruach of sadness. And we all get it. Because God invented us with the Yetzirah Tov and the Yetzirah He invented us with both of them. And our job is to pay attention and feed the one who's helping us and the one who's not helping us, put him to bed. So it's not like you're not going to be tested constantly. You're going to be tested constantly. But you take advantages of prime time. We've said many times, waking up in the morning and approaching your Creator can do more spiritual, spiritual things for you than you would ever imagine that you could probably do during the day. And this is exactly one of the areas that I'm going to talk about. Waking up in the morning and facing life is one of the greatest ways to sweeten judgment. It's the greatest way. This is where all miracles happen. They happen at a concept called Hatzot, which is breaking the night. The night refers to the night of darkness. The night refers to the, to the, to the, 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 the night of hopelessness. But when you're able to wake up and say, Good morning! I'm here, not running away anymore. What do we need to fix? Judgment stops. Judgment stops. Everything stops. He's awoken. And they can't do nothing to you. But when you're running away from that purpose in life, when you're running away from, from your goal, when you're running away from your mission, that's where things get louder and louder. So this is what Rabbi Nachman says. There's two ways to do it. First he tells us, and he brings a famous Torah, Lesson 282. Lesson 282 is a very, very famous Torah. It's, from, it's a famous Torah called Azamra. We speak about this concept of Azamra. In English, Azamra means self-love. That's what self-compassion, self-love. What does Azamra mean? To be able to constantly focus on the good points that are going on in your life. The good things that are, that are going on and to be able to focus and put energy on the good things versus walking around with negative self-speech which does nothing but further engage in further uh, 
you further work with the Yetzirah to put us in the wrong place. So Rav Nachman tells us here in Lekutu Halachot, and he tells us that when a person exam, when a person wakes up in the morning, he has to strengthen himself like a lion to rise up in the morning to service his creator. So he is the one who awakens the dawn. I have set God before me. This is the major principle, to awaken the dawn. Remember, the dawn refers to darkness. It's not even what you're doing, it's your intention behind it. See, many times we get confused. Am I doing it right? Am I not doing it right? It's not, focus on what you're doing. Focus on your intention behind it. If my intention is solely to say, I want to approach my creator, I can say A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H. I can sell out the alphabet if that's my capacity, and that would be considered one of the greatest prayers I've ever made. You understand? Because my heart and my intention is there. Your creator wants your heart. A guy can read the Zohar, but a guy doesn't know how to read the Zohar. He's just coming to, 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 to wake up his creator. Just like, just like when you hear an addict in my rehab center saying, I just want to get clean. Those beautiful words make such an impression on high. I just want to be clean. I want to get my life back. I want to get close to my creator. The rest is history. <laughs> Heaven helps him. Heaven opens up his mind. Heaven gives him the direction to go. Heaven opens up his mind. But unless he has that intention, I just want to get clean. I want to get, get back to my life. I want to be do good. And if he really means it, Rabbi Nachman says, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Truth is the opening. It's the opening to everything. All he has to say is those words. So the same thing. Rabbi Nachman says, that it's very, very important because the way you're going to wake up in the morning, all you're going to usually see is that you're full of blemishes and you're full of things that you're not, that you're not happy about. And it's going to lead you to despair. Remember, we went to sleep with the problem and when you get up, what do you think you're facing? What do you think you're going to wake up to? What do you think you're going to, you're going to sleep with a nightmare? What do you think you're going to wake up to? Uh, uh, Malibu? <laughs> no, you're going to wake up to that same energy that you went to sleep with. So this is where you have to fight it. Because you're prone under the... When a person, God forbid, is under the judgment of dinim. Now what do you mean judgment of dinim? What does that mean practically? That means when a person is not seeing the situation clearly and he's seeing it from the wrong angle, he is subject, unfortunately, to the dinim, to judgments. And you could say, it's not fair. Or well, the guy's already struggling. You're going to punish him more. It's not that this, he loses divine supervision. Unfortunately, when we don't have emunah and faith in our Creator, we lose that divine supervision. So we lose that, that divine spark that's in us is not activated. It's not that you don't have it, it's just it's not, it doesn't become activated, it doesn't work for you. This is the importance of having faith. Because when you have faith, it equals divine supervision. You get a spiritual VIP treatment. You see, things grow in your life. As Rab Nachman says many times, that faith causes rains to come down. What do you think makes the plants grow? Rain. And what causes rain? Faith. Faith causes rain, and rain causes the plants to grow. And the plants itself are the ones that heal you. But who created it? You did. Because you, 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 you created the faith which allowed that thing to happen. 
So this is why faith is the most important thing of everything. Because you can have the greatest medicine in the world, but if you don't believe in it, it's not going to work. It's the faith that activates the medicine to work. It's not the medicine, it's the faith. The body has to respond to it. So Rabbi Nachman says, when you wake up in the morning, the most important is judge yourself favorably. The most important thing you need to do right in the morning because remember, the morning is where we, we can get knocked out for the whole day. If we don't have that master that morning, it's right away, creator of the world, I'm here to repair. I made a mess, I'm here to repair. I'm approaching you, tell me what I need to do, tell me what I need to fix. I don't know anything, I'm confused, I don't know what to run, go to right or go to left. Not in a self-pity mode. That doesn't work in a creator mode. Big difference between a self-pity mode and a creator mode. Remember, self-pity is not faith. Self-pity is why me? You can't wake up in the morning and say, creator of the world, why me? That is not going to work because that is not faith. That is, your world is injustice, I'm getting a lemon. Big problem. You have to say, creator of the world, the Yeshua has been hidden from me. The Yeshua has been hidden. I can't see it. Can't see it. Open up my eyes. You pray like a, like a, like a poor person that he can't see. God forbid, a per person who can't see, he has to cry out to be able to see. He has to cry out to be able to reveal it. So you have to judge yourself favorably right away. And as you judge yourself favorably, what's going to happen is you're going to give yourself the, the strength. Just like if I had a friend and I judge him favorably, I can change him. The same thing, you have to judge yourself favorably. And this is, the, Ram Nachman says, is the key. When a person, when a person, look at this, when a person judges himself favorably, what happens is God assists him, helps him, in continuing to find the good points, it's just like anything in life, whatever you focus on, you're going to see. He's going to assist you. You know why? Because how do we make music? How, what's, how do you make music? Music is all about extracting a good point from a negative point. Believe it or not, music itself is you're extracting the good from the bad. You're extracting the good from the bad. You could say, okay, I'm single, I'm 35, but thank God I'm not in it hard. I didn't go through a terrible divorce. You're extracting the good from the bad. You saved me from a horrendous divorce. Believe me, there's people with horrendous divorce, horrendous exes. Life is miserable for them. They're happy, they'll be happy to be you. How do you make music? You need extraction. You need extraction. Hashem, I have a dog in my house. It's barking me, it's driving me crazy. But I haven't been robbed yet. Thank you, Hashem. Extracting the good from the bad. I haven't been robbed yet. That's extracting. Making lemonade. Waking up in the morning, you're making lemonade. Turning all the lemons that Yetzirah tells you, this is in your life, miserable in your life, and you're taking it? Well, how about this? You're basically killing him. You're killing the Yetzirah with kindness. And you're telling him, yes, you gave me a lemon, but I'm turning it into good. And then when you start doing this, you're creating momentum. You're able to be, to turn, you're like the alchemist that can turn anything into good. That is the musician. In order to have that good ruach, I have to be able to say, I'm singing with whatever I got. This is exactly what happened. 
when the Jews were serving idols, they were in the worst Tumah. You know what God, because they judged themselves favorably, you know what they said? We are black, but we're beautiful. We're blackened with sin, but we're still beautiful in your eyes. So you know what happened? Because they said that, God introduced to them the greatest level of mercy, which is the 13 attributes of mercy, and they said, go build a Mishkan. So you figure, why is the guy that's just serving idols all of a sudden, all of a sudden getting the reward to build the Beit HaMikdash? Because clearly, you're here in this world to fix. You're here in this world to elevate, your, to, to, to fix. And this is your purpose in this world. The biggest glory you can give your Creator is to turn a very dark day and hang on in that dark day. It's the greatest glory because you're still holding on to faith. And it's not a rational thing. Imagine the guy is the worst day in the world and he's still smiling at the end of the day. You know what that's called? Loyalty. It's called loyalty. To be able to hang in there. And you know, I remember I've, I've had many tough challenges in many businesses. And I remember the employees that were there for me when things got bad. I remember them. Never forget that. Because there's employees that run and there's employees that hang with you. There's friends of yours that when things get rough, they don't know who you are anymore. When the money runs out, I don't even know who you are anymore. And there's friends of yours that, th that stay there through thick and thin. And you value those employees, you value those friends more than anything. This is exactly the same thing with your Creator. He's testing you sometimes, and He values when you're going through that rough day and you're still waking up with all this garbage going on in your life, with all this craziness, you're still waking up to pray. This is loyalty. When you do that, you show Him your loyalty, the rewards come beyond your, beyond your capacity. And the only way to do this, Rabbi Nachman says, is through constantly, constantly positive self-speech. So first you, you, you thank your Creator, and then you have to talk about the good points of your, yourself. Because this is exactly how you're going to help yourself. And you could say, well, how could I talk about myself? I, feel, I, I don't feel good talking about myself. It's not true. It's the opposite. And if you look at the Sidur, if you look at the morning brachot, it's all about, thank you God for not making me a slave. Thank you God for, for giving me strength. Thank you, God, for giving me clothes. It's all abstraction. All the brachot in the morning are thanking Him. You're extracting the good points. The morning, basically your mornings are extractions. Are lemonade, lemonade mornings. Hopefully, we'll get it to make it so you don't have to fake it. You know, people say, fake it till you make it. We want to get make it so you don't have to fake it anymore. That's ultimately the goal, to bring everybody to an extended dot so they don't have to fake it anymore. But in the beginning, you might have to, you know, fake it till you make it. Rabbi Nachman even said this many times, that his, his daughter was not happy. He says, become happy and the, and the feeling will come afterwards. So this constant, constant battle of creating that arousal in the morning is very, very, very important. And this is exactly what the whole, the whole thing is, waking up those good points. When a person judges himself favorably and wakes up to find himself with a good point, the beauty is revealed. Then the good point says, I'm black but I'm beautiful, though I might appear to be black with sins, I do not deserve to give up. Yes, I'm full of sins, but I'm still approaching you. We think, oh, I made a sin, my Creator doesn't want to have anything to do with me. 
completely the opposite approach. Saying, I'm going to recognize my good points. And you're going to start saying, well, at least, okay, let me think about my good points. Well, I have a good relationship with my son. Well, even that's not so good anymore. So he's going to say, I'm not saying for myself, but you're going to start thinking positively, and he's telling you, and even to think positively, or at least I'm married, ah, am I really happy? So you, you're going to think positively, and the answer is going to say, no, you're not really happy. You have to continue to do it. Because the worst thing the Yetzirah wants you to do is exit the stra- create an exit strategy. And the Yetzirah knows, your ego knows, that when you have gratitude and acceptance, you're going to be free. You're going to be in the solution. So it's going to keep you into whatever extent in your life to keep you in that dungeon of despair and, the, and blaming and all that. And we are prone to this. And this is why we need Rabbi Nachman's message. Because he's saying here, if you don't constantly work on yourself and become literally, not even, in, just you need to constantly, constantly have this in kindness. And this is what Rav Nachman is telling us in the morning. When we wake up in the morning, you have to wake up to the shahar. Wake up the darkness. Wake up the darkness in your life. Whatever the darkness is in your life, you have to arouse it by waking up to it. This is how you wake up in the morning. It's basically you're getting self-esteem on steroids. Because we know what destroys it is when you lack self-esteem. Self-esteem, lack of self-esteem is the root of nothing but talking bad about yourself. Low self-worth. We, we had a class this morning that the root cause of the spies, what did they say? We, we feel like we're grasshoppers. And, in, and also in their eyes. So this is why the Torah mentions the penalty. One thing is you feel like a grasshopper, but now you're projecting however somebody else thinks of you. And this is where your emotions are taking advantage of the situation. And the morning itself has to be the place. Because the morning itself is where the, the judgments are, 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 are open from last night. You're not free from that situation from last night. You're carrying that weight. In the morning, I'm able to completely, completely turn around to it. And this is why Ram Nachman saying here, when we're able, we, 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 all of us, Ram Nachman says, all of us, we have a song. Everybody has a song that they play at the end of the day. How was your day? That person will give you a song. It was horrible. That person insulted me. That did that to me. This, that one did that to me. That's a song too. That's a song. How was your day? I had this challenge, but Baruch Hashem, I'm going to overcome it. I had this situation, but I know it's going to be good. You have a different song. That means you have the same, two people have the same exact situations. But one person looks at it as a song. He turns the song positively. That person turns the song. And he, one person's taking the good from the, the song, and the other one's taking the negative notes of the song. But the <laughs> situations are right there. And this is why it's very, very important that number one, you can't be religious and Jewish if you're not valuing yourself. Because what happens is you're denying the fact that you come from a portion of the divine. If you come from greatness, then you have greatness inside of you. It just it has to be revealed. This is the, ultimately the purpose in our lives, is to reveal that good point. And once you have this ability to find good points in yourself, you don't walk around cocky, God forbid, but you walk around with a healthy self-esteem. And then nobody in the world can affect you. Nobody can abuse you, nobody can insult you, nobody can do anything to you. Because you've already found that good point in yourself. And when you do that in your life... That is the greatest things. This is why I always tell people, 
You never say you, 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 you failed at something, you win or you learn. That's, that's an Azamra line. When somebody says, did you win or did you learn? I learned Azamra. I found a good point in that, in that message. I won? Wonderful. You're going to win sometimes. But sometimes you're going to learn. That's called a Zamra. That is taking the good points. And this is not hunky-dory, there's some little positive motivation. This is your life. It's not whether or not you want to do it, uh, be positive. No, it's your life. And positivity is not about just being positive. It's taking the lemons and making it into lemonade. It's taking the dog that's barking in your house and saying, thank you for not getting robbed. It's thank you for telling you that your mother-in-law is stuck in your house for you know, the, the whole COVID and saying, at least I got a free babysitter. This is positivity. Again, extracting. You got to find a way to extract. But remember, just like anything else in life, when the Jews were at the Mara, what did they say? The water tasted bitter. Why did it taste bitter? Because they were bitter. So if everything is bothering you in life, that means your consciousness is, is you don't have that azama in yourself. Because once I do that to myself, I'm generally going to spill that energy to other people. That's how it works. Huh? Well, we can say that or we can just get to work. There's always an excuse to make. We can say anything. I could take it 20 years. But the bottom line is you have a decision to make. To say tomorrow I'm going to pick 10 good points in my life and that's called momentum. That's the ego talking. The ego saying it takes a long time. You see, this is an excuse for the Yet Sahara. How can I do it? I've been, so, I've been in a pit for 20 years. Our sages are clearly telling us, depart from evil and do good. They're not asking you for opinions. They're telling you, run from evil and do good. Which is a message of a constant message to us, the constant of renewing your days constantly. And this is... Huh? The journey to get... But once you start doing that, you're going to recognize how you're going to treat people. Obviously, we know that once you treat yourself better, your relationships change. Your relationships change. You become a different person. You, when you, you can't give something you don't have. What do you want to tell you? You can't give you something you don't have. Once I have it, I can give it. So a good chance that you become a giver is because you, you gave to yourself. And you gave to yourself because you have the duty to feed your soul positivity. A positive word and a negative word has a big effect on, on a person. Even Rav Nachman says clearly in Lesson 44 that speech begins with the mouth. Speech begins with the mouth. You have to speech, speak victory into existence. There's no glory by being asking for self-pity. There's two things that, that angered Hashem more than anything. Self-pity and complaining. You want an instant audit in your life? You could do two things. Self-pity and complain. Those two things was the reason for the longed exile in Egypt. Because all they were doing was, and it was all fear-based. Even the partial of the week, what did they do? They didn't really want to, they were comfortable in their position. They didn't want to, all of a sudden, we're going to go to Israel, who's going to be the vice president, who's going to be the, it was all fear-based. It wasn't really, it wasn't from a good place, it was based on an ego. And the same thing with the fish. What was the fear? They didn't, want to, they didn't want to work for... They didn't want to pray. They just wanted the free thing. They didn't want to have a relationship with the Creator. So if you realize the underlying reason for these complaints were nothing more but fear and laziness. It was not because of the lemons and the, and the free meat and that this was all the result. That was just the, what, they, what, what they used as an excuse. But the real cause of it was 
I don't have anything to do with my creator. And I don't want to be uncomfortable. I don't want to go to the Eretz Yisrael. And I don't know what's going to be there. Now I'm comfortable. I'm making 375 here. Who knows what's going to happen in Eretz Yisrael. That's the, that was the root cause of the problem. So this is why the, the, the Torah doesn't understand how in the world are the leaders doing this. This is not uh, Joe Shmo. These are the biggest tzaddikim in the generation. So how's the, how are the leaders creating that mission? And this is where our sages tell us Shlomo Korbak says something. If you have a leader that has fear of things, he's run away from that leader. Leaders are not supposed to have fear. A sign that you don't have a true leader, leader that has fear. Run away from that person. You need to have a, a leader that has no fear. That's a leader. And these leaders were not, were not they had fear. They had a fear of what's going to be with, with their position. It was a selfish motive. It wasn't a motive. This is why exactly. When you don't grow and you have a position of a leader, and you don't take that position, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you. And this is why we have this concept. You have, a person has, he has to understand the infinite potential he has. And when he's not using that potential, it creates the biggest judgment. Not because of you, it's because, Rav Nachman says in Lesson 89, that... Behold, anything that a person lacks, whether spiritually or physically, that want is also in the divine presence. You have a thing in your head, you know, I really want to wake up early and pray. I've been talking about it, I really want to do it, but I can't do it. You know where, that's, where that thought's coming from? It's coming from heaven. That thought, that lack that you have, every single lack that you have, is not your own lack, it's a lack in heaven. That lack is in heaven. You understand? Heaven creates that lack. And this is why it says, every single lack that a person lacks, whether spiritually or physically, that want is in the divine present, which is the aspect of the name Elohim. But when a person knows this, he's going to feel sorrow and sadness. Wow, I'm not performing to my potential. But he should say the opposite. He should say, wow, I'm so privileged, not yet. I'm so privileged that I have the divine talking to me every single day and communicating with me. Why do you think we keep on getting the same message over and over again? Why do you think? You think God needs to show you the same message over and over again? Why does He do that to us? You figure it's cruelty. Because that thing that, you need, that you're working on has to be conquered. Has to be conquered. And Rabbi Nachman telling us here, this is why the prayer, a prayer that you should have, is always, Hashem, for your sake, I want to win. Because I know you want to give me, but I can't receive it because I don't have a vessel. That is the biggest pain that a mother cannot give a child milk. What kind of pain? You ever see a mother's trying to breastfeed her child and, the, and there's no milk coming out? Or the child is sick and he can't receive the milk and the mother's spilling the milk outside? You know what kind of pain that causes the mother? You know what kind of pain that causes the mother? Tremendous pain. Tremendous pain. Or the child that's in recovery, that's, that's busy in rehab, and what do you think? The father doesn't want him to be clean? <laughs> what do you think? His father doesn't want him to be clean? Of course. So every single lack that you have is also a lack in the divine. So the best way to pray, our sages tell us, is we should pray for the sake of the Shekhinah. So the Shekhinah is able to give. So the Shekhinah is able to give you. Because the, the, the whole purpose of creation was to God to reveal His compassion. For God to reveal His compassion on us. So we should be able to, to develop the proper vessels in order to receive our light. This is, 
this is pretty much our whole mission in our life, is to develop the vessels to be able to receive God's abundance and light constantly. This is, the, this is ultimately one of the most important goals you have in your life, to constantly make vessels. How do you make vessels? Through prayer. How do you make vessels? Through resilience. How do you make vessels? Through, getting, through failing at a challenge or learning at a challenge and creating a better one. This is how you make better. Going through a, a horrific relationship and knowing what you don't want and now I know what I want. Experience gives you, makes you vessels. That's what the whole purpose is. But it's not happening to you. It's happening for you. And it's happening so you can make the better vessel and you can become the best version of you. That is ultimately the purpose of all of this. So when we, we're walking to a world that when we don't see this, then we're saying, oh my God, I'm constantly getting attacked in heaven. Heaven's attacking me all day long. I feel completely attacked every time. My creator's out to get me. And we lose the whole purpose. We lose the whole purpose of our creation and over our whole existence. So this is why the importance of the mornings, like we go back to the mornings again, is the way you wake up in the morning and the way you say hello to your creator and how you're waking up and say, good morning! Good morning! I'm here to wake up the darkness. The spiritual rectification that you get, not only do you stop the judgment, because judgment, is, is, judgment comes to a person when he's asleep, when he's not becoming his best potential. When he's asleep is when judgment, remember, I'm trying to wake you up at 6 o'clock. You're not waking up. Okay, now we're going to try at 7. You know, you tap the guy, he's not waking up. 8 o'clock, he's not waking up. Next thing you know, you got to boom the guy. Next thing you know, you bring this water on the guy. Something has to happen to awaken the guap. And this is what our sages say. The importance that if you make the arousal first, heaven doesn't have to make an arousal above. It's better that we should be the ones making the arousal always. The arousal below creates an arousal on high. But guess what? If there's no arousal on high, then what happens? Right? If I don't make that arousal below, what happens? Heaven has to make the arousal. <laughs> and when heaven makes that arousal, it's usually a wake-up call or a midlife crisis or something that we would have never uh, thought about in a million years because it has to be loud enough to wake us up. So when we make that arousal, when we wake up in the morning and saying, Hashem, I'm ready to face life. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm waking up with others. Even though I'm exhausted, I know this is exactly the process. Then what happens? You're making the arousal. Heaven will comfort you and help you and guide you. Lesson 246. But when you're not making that arousal, they're looking for you now. It's almost like you've got to turn yourself in. You know, when the guy turns himself in, in life, the sentence is better. He gets a deal, he gets a plea. But when they're looking for the guy, can't find the guy, and then they finally find him, forget it. The sentence could have been much clearer. So we have to spiritually turn ourselves in. And all of, what that means is saying, I made a mistake, I'm sorry, I could be better, help. That's what it, all that means. You, heaven's not asking you to do no, nothing more than that. And then what comes out of it when you're able to do this, and you're able to do this, and you come back to your Creator with love, not with always fear, but with love, then what happens is, is not only does the past, the situations in the past not get fixed, but it turns into mitzvot. It turns into the process. Like, oh my God, I had to go through that process to get here. So this is the most important thing to stop judgments. This is exactly what Nachman says. This is the ultimate mitigation of judgments. Mitigation of judgments are ultimately when a person wakes up 
and he says good morning to the sun. And this is why we say Tikkun Atzot. Tikkun Atzot is the heavenly, is a, is, a, is a prayer that we say. We say this close to right now, six hours after nightfall, which is around 2.30, 3 o'clock in Miami. Or in New York, it could be 3 o'clock, whatever it, whatever it is. That's that time that heaven has, the Shekhinah is very, very felt. You wake up in that hour, you meditate in that hour, it's like meditation on steroids. You, you develop this light and there's this energy in the air that it just comes to you. The energy just comes to you. It's like an energy that, wow, I'm like, I have clarity on steroids. It's a beautiful energy. It's a beautiful energy. But in order to... It's around 3 a.m. in Florida, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years. So, when you wake up at this hour, you're just walking into a halo of consciousness. It's... An, it's this is where you can write things and, and, and plan classes. You just have so much clarity at that hour. It's ultimately when your creator, the Shrin, is below, consoling you for the, for the, the fact that we're in, we're in exile today. So when you're consoling her, because remember, what is the temple practically? What are we talking about? When we're talking about the temple, what are we talking about? We're talking that the temple is your mindset. Your temple is your mindset. You can have a body, but no head. That's your mindset, your temple. Your consciousness is your temple. Our sages say when you have that, it's considered like you built a temple. But a person who has no that is considered like he destroyed the temple. So what happens? Now you've got to rebuild it. How do you rebuild it? To rebuild it. Wake up to see what went wrong in life. Wake up to see where, where, the, where the consciousness was off. Wake up to see why I'm dealing with the situation without faith in, in, in Muna. That's exactly the spiritual rectifications. You're basically going straight into your fears, you're going straight into your anxieties, and you're facing them straight in the face. And when you do that, you develop a tremendous amount of power because if you can break your sleep in life, you can break anything. Sleep is the hardest thing to break in life because it's the most comfortable thing in life and we all want to do it. But what happens? Sleep is 1 60th of death. Sleep is one sixtieth of death. Definitely, my, 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 the way I got into these, you know, teaching was definitely from Hatzot. I picked up an energy there that I, I don't know where this energy came from. Not yet. How long did it? I do it for an hour, an hour and a half. I meditate. I say Tikkun Hatzot. I do his body to that hour. But that hour, the whole point is, normally I have to go make a feeling happen. I have to go. Get, the, get moving. At Hatzot, the feeling comes to you. You understand? You don't have to do much. The fact that you broke the sleep is, your, is, your, is the effort that you made. By breaking that sleep, you get rewarded for a tremendous amount of confidence and light. And, and, and it's an unbelievable feeling. We're going to, God willing, get to that. But really, what you're talking about here practically, your mindset is your temple. That is your temple. Temple is not something that they destroyed years ago. Your, temp your mindset is your temple. You have a good marriage. You, both people are conscious. They work on themselves. You have a beautiful temple. You have a marriage. You have, a, you have dot. You have a real marriage. But people have, don't work on themselves. Don't know where to... All they're doing is blaming each other, yelling at each other. You caused me this. You caused me that. There's no, there's no temple. <laughs> what can you fix? Many times, I'm trying to help people. No dot. What am I tell you? Be nice, be nice, and forgive each other. Obviously, it's not going to work. He doesn't know what he wants in life. She doesn't know what her role is. 
He doesn't know what to come. He's the quarterback. She's the receiver. Then she's the quarterback. He's the receiver. Nobody knows where they're playing in the, in the field. So without that, the mercy doesn't come. And this is why there's many ways to get to that. That is one way is, is through learning. Another way is through praying. Another way, it's just, it's just given to you. And that's what happens. When you wake up early, you get that. It's a free download of that. That's the advantages of, I tell people, we can't, we have to wake up, because what you're really doing is you're telling your creator, I am here, I am here, and I'm ready to, to make, to turn my pain into my purpose. I'm here to grow. I'm here to, ele- to, to, to remove the, the pain from you. I'm removing the pain from my father. My father's in pain, he can't give me. I'm here to remove his pain. So ultimately, he consoles you, you get consoled, and all of a sudden, magic happens, which makes a lot of sense. But when you run away from your creator, when he wants to give to you, and you tell him he's injustice, he can't give to you, that's the, 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 the milk gets spilled to the ground. It becomes the worst because all the blessing goes to the other side. See today, you see the blessing completely confused? Just like today. Unemployment... Everybody's shopping at the malls. I never waited online to go to Louis Vuitton and Gucci. But now, unemployment, Corona, is completely, completely confused in the world. Completely confused. Highest unemployment, bigger lines of Gucci and, and, and Louis Vuitton. You could see, this is, if you're not seeing an alamha, uh, complete alamha sheker, if you haven't seen it from this year, you'll never see this anything. But it's to show us. It's to show us what a joke it is. It's to show you what a joke it is. It forces you almost to get into spirituality because if, if you don't see that, then obviously, you know, you have a, you have a stock GameStop going from $3 to $300 and, and to selling video games. I mean, it, it, the mind, it's just a Meshuggah world. Complete Meshuggah world. When you see so much checker, you, you say, okay, thank you, God, I'm running to you. And this is exactly why anytime you want to deal with an issue, don't deal with the issue, deal with the mindset first. Am I ha- do I have the right mindset in dealing with this issue? Like I always say, don't look for the one, become the one. What am I attracting? What am I getting? Why am I attracting that? When you start looking first, fixing the mindset, then the mindset creates the vessel, then allows you to deal with the other things clearly. We go into things without the proper mindset. And this is where the most important thing Rav Nachman says is the way you wake up. You have to wake up with zerizut. Your zerizut strengthens your faith. Your zerizut strengthens your zerizut means your allegory, your excitement. Your intention is, I'm ready. I want, I, want to, I want to be able to receive. I want you to give to me and I want to take the pain away from you. Just like the father would say, I'm ready to, to be clean. I'm ready to be done with these drugs. I'm ready to be, to, to, to be the right son so we can have a great relationship. What do you think the father is going to say? I'll give you anything, please. And the father wants to give to the son more. But the son, unless he sees that he can, how could you imagine a, a father giving to a son who knows he's going to take the money and, and waste it on garbage? He can't give. And that is ultimately the biggest pain for a father that he cannot give. And this is what happens when we run away exactly from our Creator, we can't give. He can't give us. And then we cause this pain. And that pain that He feels, you feel. And this is where we have always in our lives 
something itching us. We, I, need, I feel like I need to pray more. I feel like I need to learn more. I feel like I need to be spiritual cleansed. I feel like I need to do this. We always have this feeling that we want to do better. Where is that feeling coming from? It's coming from the Shechina. It's coming from your Creator telling you what He wants also from you. And when you do this together, I want you to work on your self-esteem. I want you to become the best version of you. Then when you do it together, it creates a beautiful, beautiful union and that itself causes an arousal below, causes the Shechina to give, and there's the blessings. So, practically from this lesson, we gave you guys a lot. Extend the day. We'll review. How do we extend the day? By First, we have to focus on the good points. Believing that we're the king's son. Yes, we have, we've, we're, 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 we're still the prince. We may be dressed in paupers. We're dressed like a pauper, but we are still the son of the king. And little by little, just like the king of the sun, he takes the garments off. Because all we are is, 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 is garments. All of these things are garments. So you have to take off the garments. And little by little, when you take off the garments, we can become that co-creator by, by, a, by mitigating the judgment and letting our creator give to us. May Hashem help us that we should all be able to create these vessels and be able to give Hashem give to us. Any questions? Yes. Yes. not the same. Right. So she asks, what happens if somebody just goes to sleep at three? The point here is breaking the night. Not staying up at uh, live and saying, I'm doing tikkun atzot. That's not breaking the night. That's breaking your head. Breaking the night means I'm breaking my sleep. Remember what sleep means. It's not just physical sleep. It's the mindset of, I don't want to deal with life anymore. I, I'm done. That is sleep. Or when we lose our faith, that is sleep. We've all been there. But just like when you're getting robbed in life, when you wake up early, you can see who robbed you. I always gave that analogy. Imagine somebody, you got robbed at 2 o'clock in the morning, and you found out who robbed you. <laughs> I can go get Waking up at 10 o'clock in the morning, my car's already in the port of Miami on the way to Venezuela. <laughs> so I, I need to approach, I need to approach to see what, what, what's going on in my life. Right. And you wake up after having like a good full Correct. Correct. Yeah. And you'd be correct. And you'd be surprised, you'd be surprised that when you do this, you will have more energy than when you don't do it. It's unbelievable. I have more energy the days that I sleep less and I'm able to connect to this energy than days that I just sleep my hours. It's an, it's you can't explain it. Sometimes I wake up at four, sometimes I'll go back to bed for thirty minutes. But it's not the quality. You don't need a lot. You remember, when your soul is refreshed, you need little sleep. But when your soul is burnt out, even a lot of sleep is not going to help you. It's the quality of the days that you had is affects the way you sleep. Very important. Huh? I just... We want to start to slow. Right. No, you have to wake up. No, no, it's not true. You have to wake up. That's the whole point. I have to wake up and be uncomfortable. Not true. You have to fight it. Absolutely. The whole point is, I don't want to deal with my issue. I don't want to deal with my problems. But I'm going to wake up anyway because I have to. My, my, everybody wants to run away and suppress and, and deal with issues. Nobody wants to deal with anything today. Everybody's running out, running away. But the whole point is, you're not running away anymore. You're, you're checking in. That is where the judgment stops. When I'm judging, when I'm saying, when an addict says, I admit I have a problem, there's no more need to wake the guy up. Because he, he himself has created that light. Yes? So just uh, some recommendations. So when, 
Is there a plan, like at the beginning, to go back to sleep for a period of time? I, correct. start the day? What, 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 I, need? what is the process? Right. You, once you start waking up earlier, you'll be more conscious of what you eat. Your diet will change. You'll work out with different energy. Because you're recognizing your, you, for example, if I want to eat 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, one food is gonna, it's not going to wake me up. Another food will wake me up. So you become more aware that you need to do this. And you should do this, you should try this once a week to start. Pick a night, go to sleep early at 10 o'clock, 9.30, and wake up at 3.30 in the morning and do your tikkun atzot. And then, then you can go to bed maybe a half an hour before you start your day. You don't need a lot. You don't need a lot. You need a little. A little power nap gets you right back in the game. Gets you right back in the game. What, energy is depleted from stupid thinking. Energy is not depleted from spirituality. Let's remember that. What's exhausting you is the thinking. It's not the hatzot. Hatzot doesn't make you tired. It's the overthinking and losing faith is what makes you tired. Yes? Correct. Right. Right. Fear, fear is in the heart itself. Because we know that the heart itself is also ruled by passions. So I'm always, that heart is, the left side of our heart is where we put in fill on the left side of the heart. The heart always wants is pumping for desire. So when we're able to combat and use the, the positive side of our heart, which is the right, and combat our desires, then we're able to develop our heart. You understand? Our heart is our fear of God. That is what he refers to. Your fear of God is your heart. Yerat Shemaim. A leader, Rav Nachman says, a leader has to have no fear and compassion. Sometimes you've had leaders that they took, they took, some, they took fears and they, they made it too much. You want, you want to have a leader that has no fear. Somebody that's a visionary, that is a leader. That is a leader. Yes. Food, food, and money. Money. Money is I'm not making enough money, I get depressed. I develop a Ruach Sa'ara, a very negative spirit. So money, money, food, and sex are the three things that could take away your heart. So how do you suggest? For example, eating properly. Eating properly, when you eat to, to be satisfied, you get energy. But overeating, anything you do too much, the other side gets the energy. So what we want to do is we want to focus on being conscious of what you're doing. Relations. If the relations are done in purity, it's a big mitzvah. But if it's done to, God forbid, spilling seed and all that, it becomes the opposite. And you become addicted to it. Money. If you don't have faith, and you always think you're never making enough money, so you're always going to chase it. And the more you chase it, the more depressed you're going to be. So these are the three things that are connected. Yes. Let me just show the thing.